Welcome back to the Obsession Podcast. Mike Stadler. Carl Bethke. Here today we got some uh, new questions that we're going to go through from our listeners, subscribers. Uh, first one we're going to cover today is uh, April Land Projects for the Triple B and the BMR, which are Carl and I's properties. Yeah, just in case you're wondering. That's what we need. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, so, what do you think, Carl? What do I think? Uh, well, I was at my land yesterday doing a little more scouting. And I had planned on mowing down the corn stalks. And then I realized it was really, really muddy out. <laughs> and then I broke my mower. Got that going for seems me. Seems legit. Seems legit. That's what I would have did. So, basically what I did is... Uh, I kind of checked a couple more of the bedding areas for some TSI stuff that you and I are probably going to do next weekend. Um, there's really not a lot on my property, I don't think, that we're going to be doing. There's one spot I want to show you. Um, it's actually a little bit lower than what the normal bedding area is. Mm -hmm. but it's a bunch of maple space that's wide open. You know, It's got a bunch of those four to five inch soft maples in there. And you know how open that gets because yeah. it just takes the light right out. There is a stand in there, and there's a scrape in there, a mock scrape that I had put, and I get a lot of my big deer on it, and I'll show some of the pictures here on the on the show for YouTube, but um, it's just, it's hard to hunt right there. And I think if we put that bedding area just kind of up from that, those deer will use that, that same trail, that transition, as a, uh, like a lower movement zone to check that, that bedding area, those bucks. So I'll run that one by you. And then I did, for me, I uh, flagged off all my food plot and where I put my switchgrass. So I know exactly where to spray when it comes up here in the middle of the month. So I'll be spraying uh, glyphosate and 2,4-D over everything as it starts to emerge. Because I sprayed Simazine for pre-emergement pre for uh, where we're putting the new cornfields and where all the switchgrass is going to go. And switchgrass is crazy expensive, dude. Yeah. 10 pounds, I paid $224. So you're saying you're prepping still. <laughs> I am still prepping. Get this, I haven't even bought corn seed yet. I did buy, uh, I'd say, half of my fall food plot stuff because they had some. Um, and then I bought my buckwheat. With the chemical, with the seed, I've got fourteen hundred dollars right now. That's because it's a cheap sport. Right, hunting is a cheap sport. <laughs> Food plots are a cheap venture. It's easy. We're going to get into that on some future podcasts too. You bought buckwheat or winter wheat? I bought buckwheat well, for the cover crop okay. for the brassicas. Winter wheat and rye is what I'll pick up next, yep. and of ready corn. Yeah, I got some. I got some winter wheat already set aside because last year I couldn't get enough. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to that. Yes. I think people need to look ahead this year too. That'll be something yeah. you're gonna have to want. You're gonna want to pay attention to. So basically, I guess what we're saying is we're still prepping. Yeah. Um, I I know. You know, we talked about frost seeding, which we did already. Mm -hmm. You know, in March. Right. So, um, not that I I think you can't still do some. No. Um, it's time yet. The ground is still, you know, a lot of it's exposed and we got a lot of rain coming again. Yeah, especially as it's coming late. You know, and then the the uh, the heat's going to make that start to pop. Right. If you're doing cold, if you're getting your clover in. Right. 
So if you're going to get your clover in, get it in. You better get it in. <laughs> that's exactly. That's right. one thing we can tell you right now. Right. So. Clover and switchgrass. If you're going to do uh, uh, maybe Jeff Sturgis um, way of doing switchgrass, uh, best way I think is to mow the areas out. Leave that thatch right on top of it, and then seed your switchgrass into it. Let the rains come, uh, just like clover. Switchgrass yep. won't germinate until it's 55 or 60 degrees soil temp, which is going to be coming up here. I'd say in the next two weeks. Yeah. Uh, here in southern Wisconsin. Yeah, we're supposed to be the first three days of this week. are supposed to be in the 60s. Yeah. And raining. And raining. So now it's going to get cold again. Heck, <laughs> the snow. Yeah. Maybe on Thursday. It, it'll be spring at some point. Yeah. But what about we're going to do a little TSI on your property today? Yeah, we're going to we. Uh, we had looked, oh, one of the last times we were out here, and, and uh, I have some real big hickory nut trees. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, I, I had a tree guy, I'll yep. just call him a tree guy. Tree guy. Arborist. Arborist. Come out and look at them because we were thinking that they were um, black walnut trees because we can't get anything to grow on them. Yeah. Uh, they're actually hickory nut trees. And uh, he told me he had never seen that in 40 years. That stuff wouldn't grow on a hickory nut tree. So anyway, we're gonna instead of taking those down, we're gonna hinge some of them yeah. back um, and use them for some cover and let some of our uh, uh, better deer trees come up um, mm -hmm. and fill that area in there. It's on the the north side of my ridge, um, so we will show some of that today. That's some of the things we're gonna do: hinge some of those trees. Um, be quite an operation. We're very skilled. Uh, Chainsaw operators. Yep. You may want to stand so, back. We're going to so, try something yeah. here. Well, you know, we might have to hook a few of them with a tractor and pull them over, but. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the thing about those trees is they, they kind of lean the wrong way. Yeah, they're, they're leaning the way that we don't want them to go. Right. And we want to hinge them because they do, the deer will forage on those mm -hmm. those tops if they're tipped over. So we want them hinged. We don't want them off. Um, yeah, and then we're going to tip a couple of them just to provide. Basically, it's going to block where we're putting the tree stand. Yeah, pretty much. our entrances. Yeah, because we're moving some stuff there. And we did show some of that earlier. Obviously, you'll see it again. Yep. Um, that's some of the things we're doing. There's, um, It's still, it's all prep work. It's prep. We talk about it all the time. It's, yeah. it's April. You know, it's almost September. Yeah, it's almost so. September. Just remember, what is it, both seasons, like five and a half months, but yeah. not like we're counting. Yeah, if you're counting. Right. But <laughs> you got to get your stuff ready now. I mean, especially, like you said, you're, you're doing clover switchgrasses. If you're not getting those in now. Yeah, you're not going to get the stand that you want to stand. Yeah, you, yeah you're not going to get it the way you want it by that time. And, and the big thing with spring clover and frosting is you want that clover established before we get to, like, I want to say late June and July when we start not getting rain. Yeah. And then last you, year we didn't right. get a lot of rain. And the, and don't mow it over that time period either. Yeah. It'll kill it. Yeah, if you got it in now, you should you should be good until you know. It'll it'll make it through. Yeah, shouldn't be a big deal. But I know here too. I have all my my corn. Well, what's left of it's still standing, but mm -hmm. I know I can't get in there and no. and mow that yet. It's gonna be too wet now because no. it's it rained here all last week. That's probably gonna be a May project as well. Yeah, thinking. probably. But and this is a good time to scout. Like, right. And we might do a little shed hunting day too. Yeah. I mean, we haven't, I haven't shed hunted here at all yet. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, start figuring out where your stands are going to. Yeah. Um, done. I actually flagged off a couple places I want to move a couple stands. So, um, that stand you sat in the first time we hunted over there at the Triple V, I'm going to move him up a little bit. 
Trippy. Kind yep. of by where we were talking. Probably it's only about 30 yards from where, where it is. Yep. But there's a intermediate trail crossing to the bedding area up above there. They're really using heavy, and it makes more sense to put it there. Yeah, and you can shoot that bottom. You can shoot all the way yeah. down to the bottom from there. So that'll be a good one. Then I moved another stand that I've had for two years. Um, yep. I'm actually going to put a new one in because that one's got that metal seat, and it's so comfortable. Yeah. And I know you love those with, I, with that big platform. Oh, yeah. The really big thing. ones. Yeah, like yeah. a 12 by 10. That's her. Inch you know platform. That. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to. There's a spot I wanted to show you today, too. Like we're talking about, you know, these April projects. Uh, I'm going to put a ladder stand up, actually. I actually don't have any ladder stands up here. I have all hang ons. <laughs> but we're going to put a ladder stand up in uh, the east end of my lower plot. Um, so that, that plot's actually huntable from three different uh, directions, wind directions, yeah. or actually, you know, six different wind directions, depending on how but um, that's going to be a ladder, and I, I found a place I might want to move it to a little bit, so I'm going to show you that today. Um, it's a lot of stuff like that. Uh, it's a good time to get out now and look at your trails, too. Your trails are still, should be beat down from the winter mm -hmm. uh, before stuff starts greening up, and it can maybe give you an idea. Like, I know I walked my property a few weeks back, I was telling you, and uh, I made myself feel pretty good about where a lot of my stands are. Yeah. Because those trails are really defined. That's good. You know, so that that's kind of good. And then I made myself feel stupid about <laughs> a couple of them. Like, why do I have this stand here? <laughs> that's got to move. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not going to pull it down. No. It'll be I know, fun. just put another yeah, one. Yeah, to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you might need that other you one. You get in it sometime. But yeah, I mean, that's a, you know, that's what you need to do is you need to go out, assess your property here for the, the last time, see if you're making the right decisions that in your own mind of what you think should be done, the deer movement that you can physically see at that point. Realize any of the stuff that goes out into the open fields. So I'm not saying where they exit from the wood line into the open fields, but their crossings on the open fields are probably not what you're going to see normally. Uh, their normal fall habits are a little bit different than what you're going to see if they were going back and forth to food plots that were 100, 150 yards off of a tree line. Right. I know that at my place, that's the way it is. Yeah, if you're not seeing deer on there right now, who cares? Yeah, yeah, don't get wound up about not seeing deer. They're most likely not around there now, if, <laughs> well, especially if your food is gone. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, too, here's the other thing. You know, I, I of course, I want to find sheds on my property, but, and I did. I found two uh, when you left for vacation. I found two when we were out there filming. Well, the one was a two and a half, two and a half year old five point size. Yeah. The other one was a fork tank. Fork tank. Fork tank in the corn, baby. A couple more. But, you know, yeah, right. I'd love to see a giant, find a giant shed, you know, just because of finding sheds. But realistically, those deer don't winter on my property. Yeah. And the corn, or the food was gone. Yeah. That's mid-December. I'm hoping that we do find a couple of the good deer that we let go here last year. So, because yeah. I'm, they were here most of the time. If well, they dropped them here or not, so yeah, that would be nice to find those. So that way, when we hopefully get a few of them, we have the sheds too. Right. We'll see how that works out. Makes a good story, right? Yeah, <laughs> makes something. <laughs> I also say another thing: you don't shoot your bow. Oh my God! You know, or, or if you don't have your bow ready yet, get it ready now. Yeah, I, I know Kyle can appreciate this because he does <laughs> this for people at his shop. Oh so get your bow out, get it ready. Don't wait until you know August. Yeah. So many people do it. Hey, Kyle. 
I need my bow. <laughs> Opening day, two weeks. Get yeah. that done? String, stringing cables. I want stringing cables, yeah. whole loose that a dozen or two arrows, broadheads that are completely sold yeah. out because yeah. you can't get those. And, uh, you know, parts are so readily available lately. Oh, yeah. Because I know that in the, in the automotive and motorcycle side, how, how easy we can get things, yeah. not. That's a big one, yeah. yeah. And I think it's going to be yeah. even worse come uh, August. Yeah, get your arrows made. Get your, your bows, bows ready to be strong. Get your strings now. Yeah. Don't, don't, I'm going to tell you right now, if you come to me at the beginning of August <laughs> and tell me you need strings and cables for your bow, it's going to be a four-week wait just before I get them. And then I don't know where I'm going to fit you in in the lineup anyway. That's just being honest. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure every archery pro shop in southern Wisconsin is just like that. Yeah. And we, you know, make a lot of money at that time, but work a lot of overtime. And yeah. once bow season comes around, see, see the hard part this year is Mike and I are leaving early September for out west. So that means I'm not working in the shop. That's what I'm talking about. And, leave. and we'll be back out. when we get back. Yeah. <laughs> and I know we both have three bows already done. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's ready true. To go, so. That's true. Three, not one. Three of them ready to go. Yep. We need a backup. To a backup. To a backup. That's right. Especially when you're going out west. You never know what could happen. <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty much what we're saying, thinking for April. You know, do your scouting, do your finished scouting, decide whether or not you're going to move tree stands. If you want to move your stands now, go ahead and move it now. Like Mike said before, moving stands in the middle of summer, number one, it's not fun. Number two, uh, well, number two for me is the bugs. I absolutely can't stand mosquitoes and all that crap. Dying out there. Yep. But now it's, you know, the 50s, 60s, that's nice. Yeah. And if, if you're going to cut any trails in, yeah. you know, cut it now if you got to do some of that. That's a big one. Get yeah. Done and let that, let that sit. Maybe assess your entrance and exit routes too. That's pretty important. We got podcasts coming up about entrance and exit routes too. Yeah? They ask that question. And uh, that's that's probably to me. I think that's the most important part, part of small hunting smaller property is how you get to your stand, how you get out of your stand, how to educate your deer. Uh, but that's going to be coming up. I don't know. That's about all I got for April. You? Yeah, me too. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll get back to you here in a week. Be sure to check out the obsession on Rush Outdoors WI and YouTube. Also, our RSS feed. If you punch in RSS feed. And then punch in The Obsession under the search. You'll see the podcast come up. And on Spotify, uh, The Obsession is up and running on the Spotify channels. So we appreciate all you guys' support. We'll talk to you next week.